0: Say my name loud and clear All love, but they still running in fear Who am I? Who am I? Thank you for tuning in to Our Black Voices Matter. We can't remain silent. We must speak up. So let the conversation begin. Hi, my name is Sabrina Clark Okubanego, and I am the co founder of Niche on Demand. Niche on Demand is a production company. And we are where Black creativity, culture, and capital meets. We focus on the niches of the Black experience. I've been watching around the world as protesters gather for justice to be done about the murder of George Floyd. And when I saw... Everyone respond globally to ensure justice was served. I felt joy because there was such a solidarity for support, and people recognized the need and the urgency of voices being heard and the justice of. This man's life not being in vain. I also felt concern because George Floyd is not the only person to experience murder because of police brutality. The list is very long between Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, Sandra Bland, Eric Garner, Philando Castile. There is quite a long list of people who are no longer with us because of police brutality. And because of that, it 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 sort of questions protest. Does protesting work? Should we be protesting or should we just be burning everything down? I believe in protests. I believe protests are effective. I believe protests work. And I believe the Black Lives Matter movement has been putting in the work for nine years now and what we're seeing around the world is because of the work that they've put in. I think protests are the voice of the streets and when the street is talking we need to listen. The streets always talk, the streets always go first, the streets have always been organic. It's formed into rebellion, a movement and then it gets structured. I remember when Black Lives Matter first started, there was a lot of people, a lot of elitists, I'll put them in that category, who made comments because they were young people. They made comments because they didn't feel like the movement was structured, that it had any guidance, that it needed leadership. And that wasn't the case at all. The movement was structured because it was organic. The movement was structured because young people were collaborating in the way that they do now. Now. And because of that, because of the organic and collaborative nature of their movements, we're now feeling the impact of the world around us. So I believe that protest is extremely important. And I believe that without protest, without people taking the street, we wouldn't be where we are. We wouldn't be where we're going and we wouldn't have had the results that we've seen. I also understand why people are looting and why things are being burnt down i have to say i don't know how the parents of all of the victims of police brutality who are no longer with us how they're able to manage and survive i'm a person of faith so i can only say that i'd be able to do that because of the grace of god Because my immediate reaction would be to burn everything down if I lost my child. I can only imagine what parents are thinking and feeling. There is a pain that's being heard loud and clear. And when you are in an environment where everything that you've worked for is taken away from you, or you're trying so hard but you can't get a handle on anything, or you are existing in a space that you can never own, then burning it down and looting is what happens. I understand it. I understand that pain. And I understand why some individuals feel that that is the only option they have. Is that my preference? No. But would I judge someone for doing that? No, I don't. When it comes to the agitators, the individuals who are trying to co-opt the movement, the quote unquote Antifas and the coordinated men in hoods that we've seen around the world breaking things with, with skateboards and hammers, and you see black protesters trying to stop them. I do judge that. I do have an issue with that because they're trying to co op a movement for their agenda. They're not interested in justice, they're not interested in a resolution, they're interested in anarchy. And because that is their agenda, sometimes they drown out the voices of the protesters who are applying the right leverage and exercising their rights as individuals to be able to have their voices heard, but also see change happen. So when it comes to protesting, I am 100% behind it and believe it because I think protests are the voice of the streets. And when it comes to looting, for the people who are looting because they are feeling the pain and frustration and they feel that there is the only outlet, I understand it. I don't judge it. For the individuals who are about anarchy and agitation and and who are trying to co-opt this movement or this time for their own purpose, I have a problem with that, a big problem with that. And we've seen that in history before in South Africa with apartheid, we've seen it, it's been done, it is a playbook and that needs to stop. I don't think it ends at the protest. I think through any transformation, any change to be sustainable, to have goals and objectives, there are multi levels of strategy that needs to happen. So you have the protesters who are protest- protesting. You have the activists who aren't protesting in the streets, but are protesting in government. You have lawmakers. And for me as a business owner, I'm particularly Interested and passionate about economic empowerment. And I think econo- uh, economic empowerment is a source of leverage, of power, and influence. And I think for me, one of the best and greatest forms of protest that we can have as a Black community is to be economically empowered. All of the various communities around the world, be it Jewish, Indian, Asian, et cetera, they all have a source of economic empowerment. They have areas, businesses, real estate, things that they have established. And so when something happens, they can lean into that power to see change happen quickly. For us in the black community, we don't have that yet. And there are several reasons for why that is not the case. And I'm sure there will be another time where we can discuss the reasons why we're not at the place where we can leverage our economic power as a community to be able to exact and impact change. But if one of the things that I think needs to happen as the outcome of this, and we're seeing this now with Black owned businesses being hashtags and things being supported, things being black owned ownership and black businesses, and people purchasing books and people buying products. I'm based in Britain, in London, and Here, Rennie Edo Lodge, the author of Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race, is the first Black British author to top the UK book charts. So we're seeing change. We're seeing people recommending books. We're seeing people recommending movies. All of that is great. But in order for this to be sustainable in order for our protests to continue to lead to change because the Black Lives Matter movement has been effective in leading change and they've been effective for nine years. And for their effectiveness to continue, for it to turn into legislation, to turn into economic growth for our community, we need to be economically empowered. We need to be able to apply leverage in situations like this so not only will be will people be in the streets but also taking away dollars makes people react you know one of the things that i found interesting is a lot of companies are engaging in what i call black lives marketing where they may be changing their logos and and putting up you know different statements about how they support People of color or support black and ethnic minorities, uh, depending on where you are in the world. But now people are being called out because individuals are looking at their boards, looking at their company history and saying, well, if black lives matter, what about your leadership team? If black lives matter, what about the fact that we can't see anyone who's been hired in your company? I find it interesting that Lloyds of London and the insurer just announced that they are going to give reparations because of their involvement in the transatlantic slave trade. So let's be very clear. Things are changing. I do see change. And that is because of the voices. That's because of the protests. That's because of the streets talking and applying pressure and everyone applying pressure of all races. But now is the time, I think to focus on applying the pressure as well as economic leverage. And so Black Lives Matter and all of us continuing to deploy the strategies that bring out our giftings and our strengths. So for the people who are protesting, who are out in the streets, who can do that, protest it. For individuals who are the business owners who our form of rebellion is to build our own and to provide product and service to our own, we do that. For the people who are the legislators, who are the lawmakers, who are in those institutions, write those bills. Now is the time for us to come together as a community to really make sure that when we look back in 2020 that we have built a legacy of economic empowerment and an ability to be coordinated in our efforts from the streets to the businesses, to lawmakers, to corporate environments. So the next time we demand change as a community, it happens immediately.